Secret Friends Unite! Welcome to the Secret Friends Unite podcast, episode 372. This is your guide to the geek side, and I am one of your hosts, Todd Oxtra, joined by Charlie Carden. How are you doing, bud? Sunshine, but freezing because we here on SFU and the network in general, we talk about the weather. We give you an outdated weather report from a place you don't live in. You're welcome. Yes, because no one has a weather app. So there you go. Um, Yeah, you can only watch it on your local weathers on the 15s. Um, (laughs) I guess that's what they call it. Oh, Oh, well. Yes. Um, so we are back after uh, kind of a crazy week. Charlie had a surprise appearance on a co-op mode that people will have hopefully listened to on Wednesday, which right. is very fun for you to talk about the world of Lego Star Wars, which is very I was, fun. I was telling April before we got on that between uh, you know, pumping out uh, Code 47, which was out uh, immediately after we recorded it Monday night, then uh, co-op is out uh, on Wednesday. Uh, this episode will drop on Friday. And then Mark and I have to record Holocron late on Sunday night because I'm on a plane to Texas on next Monday for work that in the span of a week, I will have r- recorded all four of our network shows, The my first appearance on co-op. So I'm everywhere. It's great. I love it. Yeah, yeah. so uh, something for everybody, and that's what we're all about in the world of nerd. Um, so, yeah, we're going to uh, – this episode, uh, it's – it's. we're actually recording only a couple of days after we recorded our last episode. So, um, really, uh, what we're going to get into this episode, though, is going to be our summer movie preview. Uh, Doctor Strange, you know, the summer movie keeps coming in. So, you know, that's dropping in a couple of weeks. So we figure we'll prepare you for what movies you can expect to have this fall. And if you are interested, we'll give you details about the summer movie wager league that we do every year, typically between myself, Charlie and our friend John. But we'll talk about that and how you can join Secret Friends Unite in a bigger league. The B League. In the, a couple the, of weeks. Yes, yes, very good. But something we can talk about right now is there goes my hero. No, it's not the it's not the Foo Fighters. You got to toss a T in there for Detective Comics issue three hundred and seventy two from February of nineteen sixty eight. That is right, Batman taking on the fearsome Foot Fighters. That's right. Oh my gosh, what is going on here? You got three dudes. One's kicking Batman in the back of the head. Another one is kicking him in the thigh a little bit close to his bat wedding tackle. And the other one is uh, kicking him in the back of the leg. So they all look like they are. Oh, I was almost saying they look like they're wearing backwards baseball caps. So they're wearing some no, I think weird, these are like your. Fez. Yeah, these I think are your like your Russian dancers. You know, right. the, the 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 Volskovs. I think Vol, Vol, the Bolsheviks. The Bolsheviks. The Bolsheviks, I guess. Um, But yeah, they're they're essentially doing their their foot combat. Uh, You know, we have Batrock the Leaper. Now we've got the Foot Fighters. Um, It's very curious. It took three people at the same time. Batman would have like 18 broken like joints in this one. His neck, his uh, gut, and um, his knees. So not a good look, Batman. And where the hell is Robin backing him up here? So that's that's lame. It's interesting, this cover, uh, stepping away from one of the issues we talked about last week, um, which was by, who was the famous Batman artist who also uh, drew the intro to Batman 66, which was on the air when this comic oh, came out? Oh, uh, it, it was probably Dick Sprang. 
No, no. I, I, you know, it's on the tip of my tongue. Um, but anyway, this appears to be somebody else. Is, is this De, uh, Denny O'Neill or who's the guy who was No, there? Neil Adams would have probably Neil been Adams. close to this era, although he was like okay. 70s. But uh, Jim Aparo could have been another one so, okay. of that okay, time. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, Todd, uh, at least now, uh, since you, Katie, and I have agreed to do the um, not-so-classic comic roundup once a quarter, uh, there's an equal chance that this uh, this cover will come up, so we might get to read it. Wouldn't that be fantastic we're at the mercy of the random random number generator so charlie nobody knows nobody knows 100 issues by if we do it every quarter that means we just add an extra 12 issues so yeah there's but i i find out the longer we go there's just going to be less and less marvel there's going to be more and more dc because marvel just doesn't have many that go beyond 400 Right, we're gonna, yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, you know, now nowadays, if you put it to a time limit, Marvel doesn't have many that go beyond twenty-five. It's like, oh, time Nobody to reboot it. Anymore. Nobody uh, does anymore except for DC. They kept the thousands rolling, so there you go. Um, yeah, uh, but know what else goes uh, past four hundred? That's our gal pal, our senior news correspondent. Who, without further delay, Madam Webb, take it away. Now it's time for Madam Webb's rumors and news. Take it away, boys. Thank you, Madam Webb. We get into the news this week. Um, Madam Webb, all I know is if you've been trying to hook up with Ezra Miller, might not be good for your PR career. He's having a tough time right now. He does not need a needy uh, actarian to uh, make his life more complicated. Although, you know, maybe some nights at home watching Matlock, uh, drinking some Maylocks might cool him out. Ooh, I'll bet. And that is, by the way, our Flash story oh wow i didn't even get my own pun uh that is our quick add-on to the news news that broke just about an hour ago and again we're recording this on tuesday evening ezra miller arrested for the second time in three weeks he's in hawaii on assault charges turns around it was described that he threw a temper tantrum after being ejected from a private party at a private residence he threw a chair which struck a woman in the forehead giving her a half inch gash on her forehead so uh safe money is that he's done uh with warner brothers like you said it's time to bring in time to bring in a ringer barry keo <laughs> yeah he does kind of look like a, a more uh prettier version of barry keon who we've yeah. seen as basically playing the, the joker if you watch batman because right. it's on hbo max now so no 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 really that but but ezra miller is an odd bird he's just was in um uh the the latest uh fantastic beast movie and this dude is a magnet for trouble, it seems like. Now, this movie, this Flash movie, isn't coming out until summer 2023. So, Charlie, the PR buzz, things like this, you know, we'll forget about this story. It's not like unless something else worse happens, like he kills a dude. People have done far worse and then come back uh, from the, the – I mean, Robert Downey Jr. broke into someone's house and was sleeping in their bed. This dude has not done a home invasion yet. Right. Robert Downey Jr.'s, uh, you know, bus and all his drug stuff was 10 years before uh, he was he was cast in the MCU and to kick off the MCU. Mm -hmm. So I just don't know. And, And Robert Downey Jr. was a big star for. 15 years before that happened so he was a know. big star for three years because then he did chaplain and he was off the map so big star eh, not so much. Yeah, yeah, weird science uh you know those movies okay. less he than was, zero 
in the business he was yes he was part he was of a the, good yeah. actor who had a very low-key career until he right. basically yeah and then he had a resurgence so yeah it, it, i think everybody can have a i mean we just saw oh. will smith slap somebody on stage will smith <laughs> will be back too it's yeah like his I career guess. is over i mean oh. it's just this dude is 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 just gotta he's young and he's right. and he's well young he's 29 so i mean yeah, he's got to figure out his crap or yeah, his career will be in the crapper and you know, we'll see how it goes, but I hope he can figure his crap out. If not, then yes, we will be getting a Sonic level of face changes to get the movie right. out. Hey, you know what? It worked in those star Wars prequels with putting Christopher Lee's uh, geriatric face on a young body. It can happen for you. Anyway, the big news of the week, Todd, this is all you because you are the guy for this particular thunderous character. So take it away. Yes. uh, Thor has been my favorite solo Marvel character for almost all my life since the Walt Simonson run, essentially. I've always been a huge fan of Norse mythology. I am Norwegian. It just kind of goes part and parcel. I have a uh, Milner tattoo I got when I was let's see that was in '99 I think I got that tattoo. yeah oh yes so it's you, been it's been a long time you got your ink before I got my uh, Starfleet Combadge uh, ink which was in 03 so you beat me to the punch yeah so it, it's been a long time so um and and that's really what this 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 character is all about it's been about the change of Thor as we know him as a character, thanks to Taiki Watiti, we're getting his latest movie, Thor, Love and Thunder. This trailer dropped already in just in 24 hours. It is now the fourth most watched trailer of all time. Ooh, oh, my God. Well, it is. Uh, I mean, this this trailer was hot fire. I mean, in the first 10 seconds, if we're getting Sweet Child of Mine, and that's the theme, it's gorgeous. And then watching Fat Thor work out in his trucker hat, this is one of the Easter eggs. I don't want to spoil it, but uh, you've seen him flipping chains and stuff, and he's like, uh, there's going to be a great montage in this movie. Uh, obviously, the Guardians of the Galaxy are playing a heavy mm-hmm. role. And again, we were talking about this even on co-op last night, is that the fear was Guardians had kind of fallen out of the zeitgeist, that nobody really cared about them anymore because it's been now five years uh, since uh, Guardian of the Galaxy Volume 2 came out. So uh, this is going to be a way to really kick them back into high gear, I think. Um, but this is amazing. This may certainly change my staff rankings because I went on record when we talked at, up for the 2022 overall preview that I thought Jurassic World, the Old Dominion or Evil Dominion or Big whatever the hell the Jurassic World movie coming out, that was going to be number one. This is going to be the number one film of the summer, hands, so. down, hands down. Marvel rarely disappoints when it comes to box office, even during like the pandemic. I mean, we'll be fully back in theaters. Mask mandates are gone. I mean, it's essentially back to normal, excluding some weird things that could happen. Obviously, the monetary situation is far worse. We've got a wig war in Russia. But all intents, the world kind of operates despite those things happening um right. so yeah this is this is going to be pretty cool um we we know that this is going to be mirroring off a plot that was actually in the comics with this uh god killer named gore played by christian mm-hmm. bale which is kind of cool we've seen his action figure haven't seen him in the trailer but that's kind of cool uh we are getting some nods and easter eggs in here it's kind of fun oh, we get we get this stuff. picture we got this 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 first it starts off with a little thor running right. you see him as get older and you see him in kind of that very funny looking kind of like comic book accurate right. from the 60s right costume. That, that, the costume that he had for 40 years well no when did this really did this really it, it kind of 
No, it actually made a comeback after it lasted until the mid nineties. And then they went extreme in the nineties, did some really crappy stuff. So what what I'm saying is they brought it back. If you look at um, Perez's run of Avengers starting in 98, he was back in his costume. So absolutely. It it, it kept cranking. So yeah, no, there were some, some beautiful, you know, we got uh, Yggdrasil, the world tree, uh, what are some of the other gems we got? Yeah, like I said, the training montage, this looks just absolutely awesome. He's wearing a trucker hat and the muscle tee. And do you know what the trucker hat says without looking? Uh, no. The tr- well, I, did, I, I had to look it up. It says strongest Avenger. Nice, is, nice. Custom like hat or something like that. But yeah, you got you got to love it because, you know, this opened up with Paradise City. Really cool. Fitting a theme. Music is a bit yeah. Sweet, sweet child of mine. I'm oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. For some reason, I thought it was uh, my brain is I, I only watched it once. Didn't watch right. it multiple times. So, um, yeah. And then, you know, we've got Thor with the the cutoff sleeves of the leather jacket. So right. he's rocking a cool vest. Kind of probably I'm guessing this is he's just trying to ape. Peter Quill in a lot of ways right. because he's just trying to compete for the cool. That was a right. big part of it. You know, we saw Peter kind of inspiring Thor to bring him back. This is all rehabilitation, taking mm-hmm. Thor from where he ended kind of like not knowing his place. Obviously he's no longer, he kind of bequeathed his throne and, and Val- Valkyrie is now kind of like a CEO wearing her business suit and everything. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so we get Korg and Thor kind of doing their own thing, like they don't want right. to be a hero anymore. So this right. is going to be like Thor's redemption trail, but I mean, uh, tale. Right. But we also get the, the the two goats from mythology who yeah. used to yeah, used awesome. to like carry him. That was really cool in the boat. Very neat. Uh, tooth Nasher, Tooth Grinder. Right. Um, you, got, you got the big stand-in uh, now that Asgard is no longer. You have Olympus. Does exactly. This mean, does this mean we're going to get Hercules in addition to Zeus? Uh, it's it's got to mean we're going to yeah open up right. the pantheon of the of the Greek gods which is really cool um you know and then we 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 essentially get the background you get the back of zeus carrying his little little lightning bolt who is played by russell crow very cool and then we get thor uh hitting on a babe who we don't know she's got blue hair and maybe a mask that she pulls down i can't tell but you know very very cool um yeah we see in this i mean these are all like just little easter egg snapshots that people have we've got like right. direct pieces from like the comics where there's this scene in like the froth where the frost giants roam where this big beast right. was taken down right, by right. by gore uh from mm-hmm. the comics and then once again uh king valkyrie in her business suit uh right. getting bored with the beings of the gods the, the, I guess. Foolish, the foolishness of men yes absolutely yes yes, yes. and um, then jane foster oh my god back. the camper the camper yeah the ultimate redemption from thor the dark world uh brought back jane foster the mighty thor uh yep. basically was dealing with cancer um right. she she became this character that nobody knew knew it was as a big mystery then we right. found out though that the hammer and every time she became thor actually made her cancer worse. Yeah. So and well, then we eventually the, got Jane Foster becoming a yeah. Valkyrie further down the line. Now, there is no precedent, at least in the film series, that she has cancer or anything like that. But No, but they thing, can explain that as being why we haven't seen her, though. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, exactly correct. But it, what's great is that she does have the reformed uh, Mjolnir hammer, uh, which is obviously, which was destroyed by Hela in mm-hmm. you know, the previous film. Uh, and then it absolutely looks like it's cobbled back together, because obviously when she crushed it and it fell to the ground, that's where it's that's where the bit mm-hmm. stayed. Yeah. Until, obviously, Jane or or someone came along. How is it reforged? What's the story? I, I mean, I can't wait to find out. I, yeah, we could get Hephaestus 
who is the god of you know the, the god of basically fire who right. crafts things could be right. the replacement for you know obviously we had peter dinklage character who died right um, right you know and so we'll see what happens so this should be very fun uh can't wait this could be like you said charlie the movie of the summer and we'll talk For about sure. the movies of the yeah. summer very shortly but with that charlie we've got something that's less fantastic but it could oh. be good which uh, is man, the leprechaun man. is apparently Le- lionsgate is looking to reboot the leprechaun horror franchise now charlie have you seen any of the leprechaun movies now, I'm sure I was about to say it's Mark Hamill, right? No, it's Warwick Davis. Exactly. We were actually talking about on co op because he, I mean, he uh, he put his his foot in the clay of the uh, the Ewok species. He, he is a dwarf from England. He was 10 or 11 years old when, uh, in 1982, when Return of the Jedi was being produced. And he was cast as the 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 main Ewok, uh, Wicket W. Warwick, named right after him. And since then, he has been just a stalwart in all the Star Wars uh, productions. You've seen him host, you know, panels at Star Wars Celebration, so on and so forth. Uh, but yeah, this was his other uh, big behind-the-mask kind of role uh, that he did. These movies come out in the early 90s or some such, and they're just... The, f- the first one Jennifer Aniston was in. Oh, my God. So yeah, definitely late 80s. Like early 80s, 90s. yeah, late 80s, yeah. Right. My, I mean, my, my little my my neighbor across the street who I used to babysit, um, it was so funny because he loved horror films. He loved all these crazy horror films, and he would always tell me he loved yeah. the Leprechaun. So, oh yeah. Um, I mean, it's funny, Charlie. Uh, apparently, the person they've picked to do this, you'll love this because we love this movie. Or I don't Ooh. know. Did you see it? I don't know if you saw it, but Darren Lynn Bozeman. Uh, who is the director oh. of Saw 2 through 4, okay, Repo, see, The Genetic Opera, and Spiral, oh. The Book of Spa, Saw. Yeah, when I, that, that was with Chris Rock. Nobody slapped him. Uh, but I have not seen it, no. Oh, God. It was it was horrible. Oh. Horrible. And like not, not like because I was scared horrible, because like, who made this pile of crap? And Chris Rock, what are you doing? Um, right. He apparently want, is the guy who's behind this move, and he says... I would make a more direct sequel to the Leprechaun franchise. I would not reboot it. I don't want to do that. I would demand that Warwick Davis come back. I wouldn't do without him. I would not try to change the tone. I would make it equally as batshit bonkers crazy. It would be between the first film and Back to the Hood. It would be somewhere in that total frame. It got really ridiculous as they went on, but that's what made them fun. Right. Oh, my God. Oh, Not dumb fun. Not dumb fun, Charlie. That's got to be, like, ridiculous. Like batshit fun. Is that like ludicrous speed? Oh my yes. god! Oh, that's 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 completely nuts. But what's uh, what's interesting about that? Uh, segueing into the next story, talking about uh, properties from the eighties. Uh, it sounds like uh, some big properties could be on the line. Uh, studio could lose studios could lose the rights to RoboCop, Nightmare on Elm Street, Beetlejuice, and more if deals aren't made with the creators. We got to get some lawyers in motion here. Uh, Warner Brothers, yeah, Warner Brothers needs to kind of step up. They're they're in the danger of uh, losing those franchises, along with Little Shop of Horrors. Uh, Disney MGM, Pre- yeah, MGM has oh, RoboCop, yeah. which MGM has like right. very few things. They have James Bond right. RoboCop, <laughs> right? Yeah, Disney has Who Framed Roger Rabbit and Mrs. Doubtfire, which were stalwarts of our childhood, which people don't really you talk can, about and, so much anymore. Yeah, and can you even do anything with Mrs. Doubtfire? It's so tied to Robin Williams. I mean, right. I mean, you could probably maybe say we're bringing his his daughter to do Mr. Doubtfire, but I don't think she's. Like a famous I, actress, so it seems like that would be. Oh, it was, you don't uh, even it touch was, it. 
Matilda, what's her butt? It was she was an actress who was in other stuff. But well, anyway, Zelda, Zelda Williams is his daughter, so you oh, never see anything. I yes. thought you meant his daughter in the in the film. But anyway, maybe uh, that's how you do it. But yeah, they have like Mister Doubtfire. But yeah, know. right. But anyway, yeah, the, the uh, just as a frame of reference, Copyright Act of 1978. Creators who transfer their copyright to another person or entity can terminate it after 28 years, which applies to I think almost all of the things that we were talking about here. So, uh, yeah, we got to we get we got a lawyer. Up up because uh, yeah robocop had a pretty lackluster reboot about 10 years ago yeah 2014 maybe yeah yeah exactly so yeah um i mean there's nothing that touches the the classic 1987 robocop you know no. kurtwood smith bitches leave or you know dead or alive you're coming with me that that that's a great film. there's been one good robocop film let's like and then it's like after the yeah, like, they made, made there a- were there were four or five of them it's like oh my god Four and Frank Miller apparently wrote and directed the third, which apparently is just hot trash in the in the summer. And then um, the the only thing I could think of RoboCop that was like really the pinnacle after that was they did a RoboCop versus Terminator crossover in Dark Horse Comics, and people loved it because they tied into like uh, RoboCop actually was the genesis for the Terminator uh, technology, and they crossed it over, Charlie. Well, like Ron Burgundy would say, compelling and rich. Yeah, it was funny because I I, I thought about Who Framed Roger Rabbit. That's why that thing is it, it's largely let, been untapped. Is because I guess Robert Zemeckis like owns like he's like owns it for some reason. Even though it's oh, got yeah. like Warner Brother properties in it, it's got Disney properties in it. It's so bizarre how that can even be like something anyone could really own. Right. Exactly. Yes. You can't. You can't take the sky from me. It's not happening. So, of these uh, properties, Charlie, which one do you think is like the one that you gotta get because it has so much promise? Uh, w- without a doubt, that you know everybody likes you know gun violence and robots. So, I think RoboCop is going to stand of above head and shoulders. But then again, the Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, is also a, a perennial property. But then again, uh, reboots of both of those films were duds. So, is any of this stuff really great? I don't know. I don't know. I think Nightmare on Elm Street is the one you can bring back because horror films are like uh, perennial. They just keep coming right. back. And somebody right. gets it right. Like, you know, we, we really liked um, uh, we, we really loved Halloween when they redid that. Yeah, the first one. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So they, we'll they see if. Right. Yeah, so but the second one was weird, but so we'll see if Nightmare on Elm Street that could come back. Beetlejuice, I've heard they're trying to make a sequel with Michael Keaton, all of the cast. That could work, but I don't know. It could be horrible. Right. I think it's a good possibility. One thing that is guaranteed to be something, uh, and in particular because I love the the guest star DC's Wonder Twins movie. I feel like we haven't talked a lot about this. I thought this was more of a I don't know if it really feels like a standalone movie to me, but talk about some CW talent that they cast as the twins themselves, Zan and Jaina. Uh, Jaina's the, the girl, right? I can never really, mm-hmm. keep, never, never really keep it straight. But we have uh, we have Riverdale's KJ Appa, and we have 1883's Isabel May. She's quite the, the ingenue. She's the next generation's uh, very much a dead ringer for um, what's her ass from the uh, Jennifer Lawrence from the mm. – Hunger Games. Uh, I loved her, and that show was all about her, and she's a very tragic character. But she's eighteen or nineteen. I thought she did a great job in that role. So, but yeah, being developed for HBO Max, so this means it's kind of a direct a direct to streaming film. 
which seems which seems about on par. I don't know that this has the vibe of a you know big Batman Superman Shazam like big screen kind of deal happening, but. That awesome. I mean, these, these are essentially, you know, they're kind of throwaway, goofy characters. They were created for a cartoon, which is funny. Right. They weren't. Exactly. They weren't even comic book characters. They were just. And then I want to know who's been cast as Gleek. Um, I'm guessing something of the CGI variety, uh, or or Warwick Davis. That guy's always looking for work. It's going to be Patton Oswalt. You know, it's going to oh. be him voicing it. <laughs> I, I can I can only I can only as he throws you. purple poo because he's yeah, a purple I, monkey or blue monkey. I, yeah, I love it. Production set to start this summer in Atlanta because what doesn't film in Georgia? Um, I'm fired up about this because again, uh, the Super Friends is my favorite superhero cartoon that will probably never mm-hmm. change. Even though it's it's you know you you look at it through those member berries because it ain't great. Just the way GI Joe ain't great and Transformers ain't great, but. Nothing will ever, you know, uh, stop the fact that, you know, that was or, or will, will break my memory of watching it on my grandparents' giant, you know, piece of furniture TV with the screen this big. And the rest of it was a record player in a, in a wet bar. You know what I mean? You know, it was it was it was a, a console TV, Charlie, I believe a is the quick return. Yeah, so yes. it was it was uh, all in one piece of furniture with a 21 inch TV inside. <laughs> exactly. Oh yeah. my god! But I mean, so. I am excited for this because I think they. I mean, there was a, a comic. This is. I think they're going to base it on, which is going to be more of that ironic, like that Brady Bunch, Scooby Doo, like where they did live action, but they embraced like the this the silly and goofiness of it and made it fun. Um, yeah, I think it'd be a lot of fun. Mm-mm-mm. You know, it sounds fun, but also terrifies me is this next story. So you go ahead. Yeah, apparently Zack Snyder pitched um, a Star Trek or Star Wars project to Lucasfilm. Didn't happen. So he said, screw it. I'm going to take that gold, that box office gold that the Snyder man has in his uh-huh. fan base. And he's going to make... He's going over to Netflix, and he's going to develop that project into a science fiction epic that's going to two, be split into two parts. Two movies, yeah, exactly. Yeah, this yeah. Funny, you know, Todd, you say all the time, and, and it's interesting because now it's it's put into motion here. You said, you know, would this movie be any good if you took Star Wars off it? Would it be any good if you took Marvel off of it? Yeah. So is the same thing it's even called rebel moon which is an, a very star warsy it's Absolutely. two very star kind of you know words so yeah it will be you know i will watch this with glee just looking at it thinking about well that's supposed to be han solo that's supposed to be luke that's supposed to be or it's supposed to be poe dameron or that's supposed to be leia or that's supposed to be this or that so to try to kind of head it while you're watching it and make it star wars i think that could be um be half the fun. Uh, story set in the peaceful colony on the edge of the galaxy that finds itself threatened by the armies of the tyrannical regent Balisarius. Okay, so that is sounds like he's a dinosaur? Ooh, he could be a dinosaur. I like it. They dispatch a young woman with a mysterious past to seek out warriors from neighboring planets to take a stand against the tyrants. That could be like Jedi or disgraced Jedi. So it'd be interesting to to see the Star Wars, the aspects of it, and then the kind of piecemeal from that, it's like, well, this is supposed to be, you know, this is before the prequel trilogy, or this is, you know, a thousand years uh, after the sequels or whatever. So I'd be, I'd be curious to find out. Yeah, so this is going to be interesting because, to your point, Charlie, is this going to feel like he is trying to make a Star Wars film or is he just still trying to make a sci-fi epic? I don't know. The funny part, though, is 
he already had to cut this thing in half. Netflix is like, you're not making no damn four-hour film, Zack Snyder. And Zack Snyder, there better not be no... I want the Snyder cut because you're behind this thing, man. So I just, I just worry that this guy is so self-indulgent. He right. can't tell a story that makes sense unless it's like 18 hours long. And it's like, well, that's right. just bad editing, bad storytelling. Stop being indulgent. It's like even the Beatles uh, had, a, had someone telling him, you can't make uh, get back 18 minutes long. <laughs> I was going to say no, – there were times in the Beatles' career when they didn't, which is how we got Revolution Number Nine, the the least liked track on the White Album. But yes, exactly. Everybody has to have a no man, as opposed to all the yes men that we know George Lucas surrounded himself with during the prequels. That every terrible idea he had, he had Rick McCollum going, "It's fucking great, man." Yeah, because yeah, he fired, he essentially divorced his wife, so his wife would stop telling him, "George, stop doing that dumb stuff." Right, exactly. <laughs> Nobody. Nobody cares about your silly foolishness. Exactly. Yes. So you're right. We will see. And I assume if this is going. I mean, I hope it's good. But I mean, he has yeah. not made a outstanding original property. Uh, right. We know how Sucker Punch went. We know how the 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 what was it, the the Army of the Dead went. Right. I mean, he's right. not he's not exactly making great original stories. So his his success has dealt with people's ideas and he just had to film them was where right. he most succeeded. Right, right, right. Mm-mm-mm. Only time will tell. I'm assuming this is a year, year and a half off. So we, it, it will be discovered. So anyhow, uh, looks like that's taken us up out of the news. So unless I'm very much mistaken, let's hail that gypsy cab. Let's get ourselves down to zero town, skug town, scuzzyville uh, to our favorite geek establishment. That'd be the geek easy for libations and conversations. Let's go. Talk nerdy to me. Talk nerdy to me. We're sitting in the Geek Easy. Cover bands playing drinks are poured, and we are ready to get our nerd on. So it's a little lighter week uh, because we recorded essentially three days ago. So right. it's like, <laughs> so I haven't done a lot. What's um, happened? I know this podcast exactly. is coming daily. Yeah, it, it, pretty much. Yeah. We're trying daily. to arrange schedules and everything. So we'll see how it goes. But right. um, in the meantime, uh, over my birthday weekend, I was supposed to see a movie. Didn't happen. But I'm like, you know what? I'm going to enjoy my birthday pizza. Have a good time. And because family wanted to do something else. I'm like, cool. You know what? I'll treat myself. I'll rent a movie. I did a poll, Charlie. I had Werewolves Within which is a fun little uh, whodunit where uh, this this group of folks are, are trying to figure out who the werewolf is in this town. And I, I'm going to say that movie will go into our uh, horror movie. Cool. This fall. Like so it. that'll be a future watch. So I'll just put it on the list. We'll make it an automatic. I think you'll enjoy it because you're, you're, you're one of your fa- you're a fan of the AT&T girl. She's in it. Uh, so I think that's a, a positive ad. Yes. <laughs> yes. So so the other movie, and essentially the movies were tied. The other one was Last Night in Soho. This is a movie I've wanted to watch. Uh, this is Edgar Wright, who makes movies I adore. He does such a good mix of music and genre, um, except for the last movie he did was Baby Driver, which really was, I guess you could call it a car heist genre, but it was a straightforward like car heist film with a, a driver who stole cars and he he fell in love with a girl and he wanted to save her and he was out to get killed. So love that movie. The music was really awesome the way they did it. So this right. is his next film, which I'm not sure what he's going to do next. And Last Night in Soho is all about, I guess, call it like almost like a inspired musical period piece. 
excluding the fact that it takes it takes place in two periods modern time and in the 1960s in soho so you get this snapshot of london in this idealized fashion the music the way the people looked the style the fashion you know all those things very cool uh, but you basically are following this girl, the main protagonist, who comes from a little town outside of, uh, of London called Cornwall. It's not a little town. It's like a like a, like a very rural burb of uh, the main it's, area it's, of London. It's not a corn hole in the wall? No, no. It's But it's considered the – it's the sticks. It definitely is. This girl, right. she wants to be a clothes designer. You find out that her mother passed away, dealt with mental illness. Her mother also tried to make it in fashion. Um, her grandmother's raising her. You find out her mother passed away. Some, some things. You don't know what happened really. But this girl is struggling with mental illness, but she has big dreams, still sees her mother. And she gets invited to, to basically attend the um, London School of Design. And in, 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 in people keep telling this girl, London will chew you out and spit you out. You know, it'll take it, – it, it's not a, a nice place to be. So we find this very naive girl quickly gets put into the mix of all of these different people trying to go to this design school. Very cool. I won't spoil anything else. But she ends up having to escape – college life to a flat where she can live and be on her own and that's where things start getting interesting. all right all right keep it keep it tight because you know i want to see this one this was another one that yes. we're like we're like oh we got to go see it oh we got to go see it then I, I don't think it was in the theaters very long at all no it I was a short that, it was a short period of time that, that, that was that was the as opposed to we went to go see licorice pizza which i think is probably still in the theater well yeah it's a, yeah, up I, for oscars yeah. yeah you want people to see that movie you want to get the yeah, buzz right. from it yeah but the cool part about this movie like i said takes place in essentially two eras very cool performances by matt smith uh Anya Taylor-Joy is in this as well. Uh, mm. Terrence, Snap, Terrence Stamp, Charlie, is in this as well. He's still alive. Wow. Yeah, so... Uh, um, I, I would imagine if he was in this film, he'd have to be. I think you will be a huge fan of the music. I recommend this to my father-in-law oh, yeah, because yeah. he is from yeah. London. He talked about the same era. He's of that time. That was his thing. He even talked about the mods yeah. and their scooters and things like that. But I think I think you can really appreciate, you know, if you like Petula Clark, um, Downtown, right. that type of music. Really, well, very, really, you know, really well done. The Beatles and the fa- you know, and the, oh, yeah. you know, like the, fa- the, the animals, and, yeah. all those that that British pop, you know, just that right. thing with a lot of a lot of female ingenues was a big part. Like these female yeah. uh, British singers was a big part. So I think you well, enjoy it quite I know, a bit. I know, it's a fun that, watch. I know, I know, Anya uh, Taylor Joy is uh, certainly. If you had a whole pass list, I think she'd be on yours. I know you're quite a fan. She I know is, you're quite a fan. I mean, I would. I've not seen her or anything I didn't like, and I totally forgot she was the. Of the the young girl in Split. I didn't realize that. Yes, was yeah, yeah. Totally she forgot. was. Star, yeah, she was. And I've not seen the witch. I probably we need to add the witch to then our list too, Charlie. The freaky. Yeah, I don't think so. yeah, I I, yeah you're right. We have no. She, yeah, she's she's terrific. I like her so. So uh, we'll add that we, werewolves within and which will be in our. All right, uh, horror well, movie watch. So we've got we're all set there, and maybe, then maybe, uh, yeah. yeah. Grab, grab an old-fashioned pen and write it down. Well, I cut mine down uh, to one as well. So, and this kind of came out of nowhere. The, the Walking Dead is such a such a mixed bag uh, for us. We were rabid fans when, when I was a big fan when we met. I got April in my son Nathaniel into it. It's his birthday today, by the way. He's 22. He's 22 and still alive. I'm very happy about that um, because you know kids. But uh, we were all huge fans of The Walking Dead, the main show, which came out in 2010. It's still 
trying to end. It's just it's such a slog. I can't season eleven, it. right? This is the last season. Yeah, but they split it in like ninety eight parts, and it's just it's such a mess. Um, Charlie, you gotta it, milk it. You got to milk that stone until there's blood coming out. Oh my god, that's exactly where they're at. Uh, there was a spinoff show called Fear the Walking Dead that came out. Maybe two years later. No, I think maybe in 2014, 2015. Jenna Elfman's Renaissance. Yeah, she is now because she's the main character. That show was just, was was really, it was kind of a big drag, not very exciting. Um, So we kind of tuned out of it. Um, but April ended up tuning in back on her own and said, you got to watch this with me. They're actually doing some interesting stuff. They were in Texas. There was a nuclear bomb that went off and they're dealing with kind of what that is all about. And so I tuned, I watch it because she likes them and you, you know how it is. I sit there. I, I'm sitting there on the couch, too. So I'm watching as well. Um, but I met she, she I know she ended up watching Catching Up on All of Fear of the Walking Dead last summer when I was in Wisconsin for that job I had. Um, and so I come, I came back and the show came back and we started watching it again. And, yeah, there was a, a nuclear – somehow a, a nuclear sub ended up on dry land and launched a nuke that caused this, this, this area of Texas to get irradiated. So – What's out now, and it was just, it was a short of about 30 or 40 minutes length, was the story of that nuclear sub back in, if you trace everything in The Walking Dead, it goes back to the year 2010. So it was in 2010, the star of the shorts was Nick Stahl, who was John Connor in one of the Terminator movies. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. And boy, he is absolutely not aged well. He looks like he, he, looks like he's a three pack a day smoker. He's got that, just his face. Um not any other are real. Sure are you sure it's not the zombie apocalypse that did it to him? <laughs> I was going to say he was the one actor in it that didn't get zombified. Um, but no, it was the story of how you know they were on a they're they're on a submarine. They're only in the Gulf of Mexico running exercises. There's 140 sailors on board, and you know just one one of them they have to perform an emergency appendicitis because there's no medical care. The guy doesn't make it. They toss him in a body bag and throw him in the freezer. Well, guess what? Everybody's in. Fa- the, the thing about The Walking Dead is that everybody's infected. everyone's infected. Yeah, until everyone's you die. infected. Yeah, yeah. So when this guy wakes up. He, uh, you know, they, they're like, oh, dude, are you still, he comes out and he bites three people. And then, then obviously the, uh, the infection, the zombie starts spreading like wildfire. Uh, and in the end of it, it's down to, you know, the four officers on the ship, uh, including the captain. Um, and, you know, it doesn't work out. And the only, there's only a handful of them who are able to survive, um, basically abandoning a ship and, and essentially, you know, jumping into rafts and, and, and going to, to, you know, to shore in Texas. Um, and it's just really right at the end of it that they tie it back. It's like Corpus Christi. Uh, potentially, you know, I mean, yeah, assuming that, that's, I mean, there's not many like bases. Well, no, they, they, no, they don't, they don't end up in a base. They, these guys just jump out. You know, as far as where they deployed from, I'm assuming if there's a sub near Texas that they probably, there was a, there was probably right. a naval station there at right. Corpus right. Christi. Yeah. But regard, regardless, at the end of it, Nick Stahl is sitting on a beach and, uh, he, you know, he's alone. And uh, the, the connection where they pull it back to Fear the Walking Dead is that uh, in this submarine era part that I didn't miss, there was a Jesus-like Messiah figure played by actor John Glover, who I absolutely adore. He's awesome. Um, and so, is John Glover the guy who played the Trump character in Gremlins 2? Uh, yes, he's he played also, Lex's father, right? Too. He was Lex, yeah, he was Lionel yeah, Luther. There and, you, you know, go, perfect. He's awesome. It's funny we just talked about him. Clamp. Uh, we just talked about him on Code this week because he had a he had a he guest started an early episode of DS Nine, which we were of course about. he did. 
Yes, who hasn't been on Star Trek? Uh, but anyway, this was really fun. And again, it's split into six little vignettes. It's maybe 40 minutes long. And it was the best installment of Walking Dead I've seen in about. So is this a standalone versus actually yep. a season? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, it's like, it's. It's a Got little, it. it's a, it's a little special, but as opposed to like the weird little webisodes that they had early on, oh, yeah. which were mm-hmm. like oh, it's eight minutes long, and it's the story of you know the hospital where Rick woke up. That was one mm-hmm. story. It's the hospital. This thing. That this was a cool standalone story. Um, yeah, I, I dug it. And again, we have AMC Plus. I don't know how we have it. I think we got a deal through Verizon. I don't know. Nobody's charged me yet, so I'm just writing it out. But that's how we're watching. As far as you know, it's on you like one of those credit cards you like put away in the like in yeah. the counter. It's like, oh yeah, don't charge. Um well, so so are you watching the current season eleven though? Yes, season uh, oh yeah we are watching current season eleven of the main show. Fear yeah. of the Walking Dead just came back on this week. It was kind of a lame ass episode. And there's like yeah. the new generation show too. That that was a that was a two two seasons and done. So that's oh over. really okay. So that's over. Yeah. Okay, and that that was actually that was a decent different take on mm-hmm. the series. Yeah, kids, uh, right? Growing up in yeah. the, uh, the zombie right. apocalypse. And they, yeah, and they they went on. You know, they had a specific mission. They went off on it, and it ended. And it was it was it was pretty cool. Okay. That might be a better way to approach it, you know, like those, like a go eighteen eighty three at kids do one sh- ep- one story for one season right. and be done. Well, and it was this is not even like I said six vignettes of like, you know, mm-hmm. five minutes, five six minutes each. So I really enjoyed it. And I when would, are I we? Recommend. And when are we getting those stupid Rick movies or whatever? Is that uh, uh, basically a quarter past never? There's no news on that. There's no news. It's so bizarre and makes no sense. It's so dumb. Because like, are we going to have them come back? And because Rick's dead, died in the comics, and then we picked up right. in the comics five years later with you know his kids. Well, well, with, ended, with, so. well it was with Carl's story, and Carl yeah. was dead in the show. So I mean, of the original cast, uh, we have uh, well, we have Lenny James who's on Fear the Walking Dead as Morgan, mm-hmm. and yep. then we have Rick and Carol. Uh, then that show's going to end. They're going to have their own Daryl story. and Carol. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, Negan and Maggie are inexplicably going to go to New York City and have their own spinoff. I just the Walking Dead has lost me. But anyway, my point is, it's I the like, Walking Dead, Charlie. It's yeah, the Walking I, Dead. I liked this submarine deal. So I, I would, I, it, if you're lost to the show, you can tune in and miss no beats. I think you'd end up enjoying it. Yeah, watch a recap to say what's happened. Like, okay, I'm caught up. I've yeah. done that before with that show. I, right. I, I may just check in for the final season just to see where right. did they land. I just want to see where they land. I have no idea because they're just they're trunging along over same old, same old. Here's a group. They're going to kill our group. We beat this group. Here's another group that wants to kill us. Now we got to beat that group. But didn't oh, they like? Right. Isn't the new group like actually like a government? It's actually a yes. yeah, huge like, actual city now. So it's not like it's like yeah. fifteen people. It's actually like thirty thousand people. So it's, it's society a huge, again. I, I, yeah, it's a society again. But again, so that's something. You know, it's it's something, but it's you know it's not great. And they have actual stormtroopers dressed in white armor. So I it's saw a, that. Yeah. 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 There it's you not, go. It's not terrible. It's better than what has been, but it still bores the shit out of me. Um, but anyway, my point is, watch the submarine thing. It's very good. So how okay. many shows are good after 11 seasons anyways? But that's the key takeaway, right? Certainly not so, MASH, but somehow The Simpsons maybe 30% of the time. Oh yeah, exactly. Perfect, perfect. Well, that is it for the Geek Easy. Obviously, if you're seeing anything cool, reading anything cool, playing anything cool, let us know, and we'll talk about it on the show. Give us a review. We'd love to hear about it. Um, so oh, yeah. with that, Charlie, we are ready to 
leave our tip as small as it may be, and we are going to go to a better place where the mutants have been gathered to be entertained, and we are just the ones to do that in the Thunderdome. Welcome to another edition of Thunderdome! Thank you, Tina. We're sitting in the Thunderdome where the mutants have been gathered for a topic or a game to be entertained. And this week, we are dangerously close to the summer movie uh, experience. You would never you, know it by the weather. <laughs> or the date when summer actually starts. Summer starts right. like June 20th. But because where we're at now, summer typically starts with the first big movie of the year. And that this year is going to be on Friday, May 6th, 2022, with Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. So... Um, just a caveat, as Charlie and I mentioned at the beginning of the show, we do the Summer Movie Wager, which is a very fun contest. If you're interested in joining us, we're going to obviously open it up to our Discord community. Um, but we do our own sidebar with myself, Charlie, and John for the prize of the Z-Shore. Z-Shore? Z-Zor? Z-Zor. <laughs> Let me tell the story of the Z-Zor. Yes. Uh, Argo's Bookstore uh, here in uh, Grand Rapids, Michigan. In the summer of 1996, I've been shopping at that since the summer of 1986 when I was 10. Uh, Jim, the now former owner, he, he retired, sold it to another couple, uh, had purchased this as a promotional item to sell uh, because that was the summer of the Shadows of the Empire. Uh, the item remained unsold until the summer of 2016. When I walked in, I was in the shop as I am frequently, was chatting with Jim because I'd known him since I was a kid. And I'm like... Uh, Boy, I think that thing's been here for 20 years, Jim. He said, yeah. I said, what do you want for it? He said, uh, what do you want to give me for it? I said, three bucks? He said, yes. And so I regaled uh, Todd and John with his tail. And that exact same year, we had our very first summer movie wager. I believe John won that year, so off to Washington State he went. Uh, he's gone back and forth between Washington and here. And Todd has yet to win. Todd, this could be your year. It's, 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 it's been uh, a challenge for me to accept the fact that I've never won. It's, it's really it's really stuck in my craw. But you know what? We'll, we'll give it a try. You know what? I'll, I'll, I'll stick with it, Charlie. You got you to gotta just pick the bubblegum. Is this like the fifth that, year we've done this? Sixth well, year? I, I, this is, I think we started in 2016. So this is okay. it. You got to remember there was no summer wager in 2020. That's so true. We, we did 2021, which was the oddest year ever. It was um, bad. Yeah. So yeah. this is this is the closest return to normality we've had since the summer of 2019. Absolutely. Yeah. So if you are interested, we'll post the rules. Join yeah. us on the Discord. It's probably the way we'll connect with both people. We'll do it on the Facebook group. We'll do it on Twitter as well. Uh, we'll get it out there. People want to make a more broader group because it's a lot of fun. It's very easy. Right. All you have to do right. is pick your top 10 movies in order of the box office performance and you get points if you're close how they performed right. in the order you don't have to pick the, how much they make just the picture right. the order that they uh land in and so there I, you will, go. I will simply say todd if i give you nickels worth of free advice of someone who's won a couple of times don't bet with your heart bet with your greed Think about what the people like, not what you like. So if you're like, well, I really think Bob's Burgers is going to take number one because you love it so much, you know that that's not true. Oh, uh, Charlie, you picked my number one. I, that's why I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to make it so I can put this bad boy in a box and mail him to Savage, Minnesota. So, you know, don't make me a liar. Yeah, and last year was fun because Shang-Chi kind of upwrit the cart. I mean, it was right. essentially... 
it Labor Day. launched it launched right. Labor Day and went to number five. I think number right. five or number four. So crazy, right. uh, considering right. what a Marvel movie can do or a big movie can do at the right. end of the summer. Right. So exactly. we'll see how it goes, but we'll give you the list of movies that you should look for to perform yes. in the wager. So we'll go from there, Charlie. All right. So, so once again, I'll kick it off. Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, May 6, 2022. We'll see this does. This is the second Doctor Strange movie directed by Sam Raimi. Uh, this is tying directly into whatever happened to, you know, uh, in, you know, enter the Spider-Verse, all the multiverse, all that fun stuff. No Way Home. This is the direct sequel to that. Right. And yeah, and obviously starring uh, Cumberbatch, Benderdink, and Elizabeth Olsen. Uh, let's see here. Moving on, we have a, a reboot of Firestarter, uh, starring Zach Efron, and that's starring Zach Efron. Uh, and it will also be on Peacock. So that's going on. Ooh, and that could derail some of the box office. If you could see right. it for, for five bucks a month at Peacock, that's you know, very you may true. decide not to go. And we I I have Peacock for a year because of my mom. I don't think it's a big threat, but all right, uh, moving on. Yes, so uh, Friday, May 20th, we've got Chippendale Rescue Rangers, which is actually, this is weird because it's not showing on uh, theaters, but it's going to be at Disney+, Plus, so it doesn't really count. Downton Abbey, folks. Downton Abbey, my wife, is a huge fan of the show. I've watched some of it. It's highly entertaining. It's, it's Charlie, it's the Yellowstone of Britain. (laughs) My stepmother, my dad's wife, Michelle, exactly to to the point that she she will she has a gang that they they cosplay and go to the theater. She she hit April and I up about that. I think when the first one of these movies came out. Yeah. So you know what? To each their own. But Todd, uh, there is um, no escaping. Oh, oh, but lastly, there's oh. one more movie opening on May 20th called Men. I saw the trailer. This movie, it looks scary as as hell. It's weird. It's one dude essentially, Roy Kinnear, playing like all of these men. It's very weird. If you want to see something that's creepy, men, I don't think it's going to do anything, but it, the trailer creeped me out. So, there you go. Well, yowza. I will take May 27 and told because, Todd, this is going to be a clobbering. I'm sorry. Your Bob's Burgers movie is coming out, starring the voice talent of H. John Benjamin and Christian Shaw, but it is likely to be crushed by a movie that filmed, I think, about 17 years ago. <laughs> Called Top Gun Maverick, starring my least favorite box office champ, Tom Cruise, and Miles Teller. Yeah, Top Gun Maverick was supposed to drop in the summer of 2019. There was a toy line. I remember seeing it. There was a Transformer crossover. (laughs) Right. Yeah, right. So, um, I mean, you know, Top Gun being a perennial classic of our youth, I think it will do well. But I just I I can't stand Tom Cruise. It's a 38 year old (laughs) sequel. Exactly. I love well, it. We, I love it. We, and it's got Goose Jr. Charlie, yeah, Goose Jr. Miles, yeah. Miles Teller's got yeah. the mustache. And the, you, yeah. could like, you could like telegraph where they're going to go, you killed my father. Ugh. Yeah. But yeah, it's well, the, I mean, this they, is going. They, they practically do the theater. I also saw um, also top five on my Hall Pass list is Jennifer Connelly. She's in this film as well. So thumbs up to that. Wow. Um, yeah, but I mean, yeah. I will say this of anything, though, seeing. Some of the just the the airplane filmography of this. Oh my! Oh, God. absolutely. This is well, a movie think, you should see in the theater because it's amazing and just blows I, my my socks off. Yeah, I think I think it's going to be a big draw. So, uh, skimming through, we'll skip some of the weird stuff. Okay, but, so uh, yeah, so we'll yeah, go with 
I'll take, let's, we'll, we'll move into June. So yeah. we're going to go to June 3rd. Um, we're going to The Watcher, which I don't understand. So I'm going to skip that one because I don't know what that is even. You know, it's not a thing. Uh, June 10th, Jurassic World Dominion. Chris Brett, uh, Bryce Dallas Howard, the original I'm, cast. Yeah, I, I'm going to call this my number two because it was it was my number one until I saw the trailer for the, uh, the, the film that's going to come out July 8th that we just talked about. Um, I um, think... That is, you've got some Steve, somebody doing dishes behind you. Yeah, because I don't my sound. But yeah. Okay. Hold on, hold on. Let me. I can. Okay. I can. Let me. Let me swap something out. Let me do something quick. Okay. Let me pause. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting because this is the third movie in that franchise. I think people have got fatigue in this franchise. I mean, it's like, what else can you do with these damn dinosaurs? The original I mean, Jurassic Park got fatigue too. I mean, maybe so, but I mean, I, I don't think we've done. I haven't anyway done like a like a numbers analysis. Have the movies made less money? I just always think these movies are enormous, so I, I feel like it's going to make some bucks. So I still I still put it at, at I still put it as my number two. This is the Transformers of dinosaur movies, Charlie. It could be, could be. <laughs> yeah, All right, exactly. Yeah, June seventeenth, we move on to uh, a movie that I have no clue what it is, which is Cha Cha Real Smooth. So Charlie's going to watch that. But while yes. while Charlie's watching that, I'm going to go see Lightyear, which is the. Uh, I don't even know if this is Pixar who's actually making this movie, but this is Chris Evans, Kiki Palmer, essentially doing the 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 property that the toy toy story is based on right. with, with Lightyear. Right. So this actually right. looks like a actual like sci-fi movie right. exactly. with these with these troopers. So I think it looks really cool, but it's very weird to see Chris Evans doing Tom Hanks. Very odd. R- well, doing um not doing Tom Hanks, doing um Oh, uh, Tim, Tim Allen. Tim Allen. Tim yeah. Allen. Exactly. Yeah, you're right. All right, yeah. we're gonna we're gonna start skipping over the scrubs here and just hit the big points. Uh, June twenty four, it's my son's twenty second birthday. Uh, Elvis comes out. Oh God, man, I'd love to go. See That's that. Uh, that is um, the director who did. Um, oh, I'm blanking on the name. Uh, Moulin Rouge. He does a lot of musical stuff. Um, is that uh, and- the, the French guy? I I know I know the one uh, you're talking about. I, I I know I love Moulin Rouge and I can't think. Oh, Bas Bas Lerman. Bas Lerman. So it, 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 I mean, if anybody does music, that's really going to make sense. And you've got Tom right. Hanks's Colonel Tom Parker, Austin Bartler. This could be really entertaining. We don't get a lot of music so. biopics with really strong. Right. I mean, we had what the Elton John film. We had the the Queen film. This could be good. It could be a hot trash in the summer. But Elvis is not exactly hot on anyone's radar right now so maybe this is a renaissance bringing elvis back but charlie the black phone that also is happening june 24th have you seen that trailer Uh uh-uh no i mean well maybe holy crap it's gonna be it's gonna be a poop your pants i I have i have yeah because it's uh, trapped in a room and then you don't know what's going on and yeah i have seen creepy that is kind of crazy. All right, let's keep stuff moving into uh, July is going to be white hot. L- uh, look at some of the stuff that's coming out. I mean, July 1, Minions, The Rise of Gru. Let's face it, at this point in the summer, you know, kids have been out of school for a month. You're about ready to strangle them. You want to plunk them down in a movie theater in the dark in the air conditioning, get them to shut up and watch this movie. 
that's so the only like, and that's the only kids movie so far that really I mean except right. for the Marvel movies and and maybe the dinosaurs so I mean that makes a lot of right. sense you do that that movie right. those movies are huge it's been a while right. since we've had one although it's, yeah it's a no I don't maybe like the minions years. I don't like the minions I don't I, I like Despicable Me do not like the minions so we'll see how I that know. goes well it's, it's it's very one note without a doubt uh, yeah. Friday July eight is going to be Thor Love of Thunder we've already talked about it nauseum this mm-hmm. is my number one pick for the summer I think it makes sense. It's got the most juice behind it. I think it's going to be. It's, it's a be sweet spot, fire. right? Hot Although fire. it's, it's. How did that not become the the Fourth of July movie though? That's very bizarre. I mean, is minions uh, like is are they they getting Thor out of there because you know it's minions power? That's weird. Uh well let's uh what when is the Fourth of July? Is that a, that's a Monday, isn't it? Uh, uh, maybe it it's, is over the weekend. Yeah, it's a Monday. Mo- yeah. it's a Monday. So it's I don't think people are getting the whole week off though. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, maybe I mean, it's a li- maybe it's a little too far afield to, to knock that one yeah, out. So yeah, exactly. We'll so so we'll say we'll go to Friday, July fifteenth. We have Bed Rest, Bullet Train, and Miss Harris goes to Paris. But of all these films, Bullet Train looks. Oh awesome. yeah. I've oh, been seeing the I've Brad seeing, Pitt. Brad Pitt up. finally back to just doing something just just dumb fun like Miss right. you know Mr. And Mrs. Smith. Uh, right. Zay Beats is in this, and you've seen it where he's in a trailer. He's ba- a train. He's basically trying to take somebody out, and they have these battles in the train. It looks phenomenal. I think this I is know. great. Oh, I totally agree. Uh, July twenty two is going to give us Nope, which we've been talking about for months. D- uh, mm-hmm. Daniel Kulaya and Kiki Palmer again, uh, mm-hmm. and this has to do with a uh, a you know kind of a, a, a farm uh, owned by black folk in the South, and here come the aliens. Yeah, Jordan Peele. Uh, you know, yeah. tr- probably going to mess us up again. Right, I, without a doubt. Uh, July twenty nine, DC. Did you, wait, did you see? So, Charlie, did you see? So. Um, I will say on July 22nd, Pause of Fury. Did you see that trailer? It's the animated one with Michael Sarah's like a dog who tries to become like a, a samurai with Samuel L. Jackson. That was when I, I went and saw um, what movie I saw that in. Really good, though. It looks very funny, like almost like a Kung Fu Panda. So definitely that. But we'll pivot to then July 29th. Yes, we've got the DC please, League please. of Super Pets where we've been Woo! talking about it. That yeah. looks phenomenal. I cannot wait. That's going to be another kids movie, which I think will even be bigger than Minions because I think it looks just awesome. And I fun. agree. I agree. And then, you know, we're getting into August. Um, I'm kind of skimming through. I'm not recognizing a lot until we get a little bit further down, but we do. Oh, well, I mean, God, I don't. What do you see in August that jumps out at you? Oh, I say it's funny because I look at any of these movies in August. So I'll just, I'll just name them all because I don't know any of these. Uh, August 5th, Easter Sunday. Uh, we have Secret Headquarters. Then August 12th, Man from Toronto with Jason Statham. So he, he could make some noise with his really Jason Statham and Kevin Hart. I mean, they're in together. That could be funny, buddy cop movie. Uh, then we've got August 19th, Beast, Idris Elba, Charlotte Copley. Don't know anything about that movie. August 26th, The Bride, Fear, and Samaritan. Samaritan is a movie that I remember them talking about. It's a superhero film starring Sylvester Stallone and Martin Starr. I know nothing right. about this movie. They haven't even released a trailer for it. So that no, is it for our all. summer, Charlie. That is yeah. it. And I'm like, yeah. I mean, unless we incorporate Hunk for Jesus on September 2nd. <laughs> That that is that does take us through, and yeah, by then we're we're into the we're into the fall, which we uh, yeah. And, and, yeah, and again the fall we do have some stuff promising, but yeah, it's not what we're talking about here. So yeah, yeah ending, I mean, the uh, the summer's ending with a wet fart. 
with uh, let's hope that is not literally the case. Um, but um, yeah, this ended up being a very short episode for us uh, because yeah, there is just this, there's not a ton more to really talk about. Yeah. But um, but I, I think it will be interesting. Again, we're 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 kind of squeezing our way into some kind of normalcy now with yeah. what existed before with the box office. So. It's interesting to see, and again, we're getting productions that were delayed two or three years because of of COVID, um, you know, like Top Gun. So we're going to see where everything lands. It could go by the numbers, uh, or it could be a complete upset. So I let you know it's it's as it's as emotionally terrifying as March Madness. So let's go for it. Yeah, and we only saw really one movie in this list, if we think about it, that actually has a day and date on streaming everything else is not day and date anymore um right. which i think is the trend now because they realize it didn't it didn't perform you cut off revenue stream that essentially right didn't pay off and you don't have to do that anymore so if you want to wait i mean i think it's to the point i think disney plus does three months and then it comes out uh we saw that with uh, the batman 45 days with warner brother films so I'm not sure how many of these movies will be. Uh, so, if so, for example, Doctor Strange. If it does 90 days, you basically get into fall before that movie hits Disney Plus. So, I don't right. know if there's anything that will actually uh, defeat itself with streaming uh, this summer. Right. I don't know. Is yeah, like I said, it's a it's a new hybridized model of who knows what things are really going to be like. So it's just, it's crazy stuff. Yeah. So let crazy us know what, what your picks will be. If you think you like, this is the movie I'm most excited about this summer. There's a good list of movies, but once again, August is highly disappointing. So that's Good a time. shame. We would love yeah. it to have a surprise like movie, which may right. be this man from Toronto with Jason Statham and Kevin Hart. Right. Yeah, let's let well Kevin Kevin Hart's in everything, so it could prove to be a big winner. But with that, Todd, we bring this to a close. Yes, we do, Charlie. So with that. Tell people how they can find you on the interwebs. Absolutely. Well, I can be found uh, at a little place called the Twitters, at the C3. Just spell it out. And as always, my wife, April, and I do run the West Michigan chapter of the Starfleet uh, Star Trek International Fan Club, the USS Grand Petoskey. You can find us at a website of the same name and at that handle at all the major socials. We want to hear from you about Star Trek. Todd, what about you? Yes, you can follow me at T-Oxtra for all my hijinks. And if you want to game with me, um, you can follow me at uh, Spartion98 on uh, Xbox and Switch and Spartion1998 on PlayStation, where I play all the games that nobody else is playing. <laughs> oh, boy, yes. He, 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 he digs the deepest. My, my, my. Woo! All right, well, friends, thank you, as always, for joining us. I'm going to tell you that sharing is caring and to keep on trucking. Be the hero, not the villain. In a truck. What are you going to do in your last night in Soho? Last night in Bangkok. This podcast is part of the Secret Friends Unite podcasting network. Visit secretfriendsunite.com for more great shows, articles, news, reviews, and more. Secret Friends Unite podcasts are available on Apple, Google, Spotify, and other podcast services around the world. If you'd like to be part of the conversation, you can join us on Facebook or our new Discord server. Or follow at Secret Friends U on Twitter. Please subscribe to Secret Friends Unite on YouTube and visit our merch store at tpublic.com. Just search Secret Friends Unite. Thanks for listening.